0: over welcome champion. winning out edition, the of the 20 million winning one of the 53 and one in out His professor and consists of 38 wins one in the beat with 32 kills no longer is he called the border go over he has yeah. returned
1: Welcome, everybody, to the latest edition of the Hitman Chronicles as we look at part five of the life and times of Thomas Hitman Hearns. This is your host, the original great Rob Silver, and I want to thank all the listeners out there that have uh, contacted me and told me how much they loved the Muhammad Ali series, how much they loved the Marvelous Marvin Hagler series, and how much they are loving the Thomas Hitman Hearn series. Part 5 today looks at his June 1984 fight against Roberto (laughs) Duran. I did last year a greatest knockouts in boxing history series, and so what you're going to do is you're going to listen to the replay I did of that fight um, after I do this introduction. I already did the fight for a previous episode here on the Hitman Chronicles. So no need for me to redo the uh, play-by-play of that fight and the article I wrote about that fight. So after I do this brief intro, I'm going to replay that portion of that podcast, and then I will come back... And I will talk about the aftermath of both Roberto Duran and Thomas Hearns after this fight. Um, What happened with Duran the the following few uh, next few years, and then I will talk about uh, the next few fights that Thomas Hearns had, leading into part six of the Life and Times of Thomas Hitman Hearns, which next week we will cover his. March 1987 fight versus Dennis Andres for Dennis Andres' WBC Light Heavyweight Championship. So that will be episode six. So ladies and gentlemen, I already broke down on the previous podcast that I'm about to play for you. What happened leading into this fight for Roberto Duran. So I'm about to... uh, uh I'm about to replay that portion of that podcast and then I will be back and I will talk about the aftermath of the fight, what happened with Duran, what happened with uh, Thomas Hearns, or what happened with Thomas Hearns leading into his fight against Dennis Andres. So I'll be back after you hear the historical overview of Hearns versus Duran and my replay of the play by play of Thomas Hearns versus Roberto Duran, June of 1984. You will hear the description, the timestamp, the whole nine, and I will put in the description of this podcast the link to the fight Thomas Hearns versus Roberto Duran. So enjoy this replay, and I'll be back with an original. Uh, With with an original segment on the aftermath of both men's careers. Welcome, everybody, to a special edition of the Hitman Chronicles. This is taking a look at what I consider the two greatest knockouts in boxing history. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're loyal listeners from when I used to be on Fight Game Media with my Pound for Pound podcast, and then I inherited that series to the Hitman Chronicles. You'll know that I've been doing a greatest knockouts in boxing history segment on the weekly Boxing Recap podcast, which basically is me doing a audio version of articles I've written throughout my lifetime on fightgamemedia.com. Today, we're doing my two greatest knockouts of all time. Number two, June 15th, 1984, Thomas Hearns versus Roberto Duran. And number one, May 1st, 1957, the rematch between Sugar Ray Robinson and Gene Fulmer. Um, Right now, I'm going to read my article I wrote on my second greatest knockout of all time, Thomas Hearns versus Roberto Duran. Then we're gonna do a watch along. I'll give you the link of the of the video on YouTube, what YouTube channel to go to, and I usually use vintage boxing and I will be using vintage boxing run by my friend from the UK Martin for the Hearns Duran fight. I'll be using a different YouTube channel for the Sugar Ray Robinson Gene Fulmer fight because that fight is not available on Martin's Vintage Boxing YouTube channel yet. I will give you the link. I will give you the timestamp. I'll ask you guys to mute your devices with both fights as I recreate the entire broadcast of both fights. But first, before we do any broadcast, let's go on to. The article I wrote, and I wrote this article several years ago. When did I do this series? I uh, Anyway, uh, Thomas Hearns versus Roberto Duran, June 15th, 1984, Las Vegas, Nevada, the parking lot of Caesars Palace. And as I wrote, although my father and I were huge Roberto Duran fans, Thomas Hearns was our favorite fighter. We also both knew that Durant had absolutely no shot at beating the Motor City Cobra. Hearns had a 7-inch seven height, seven height advantage and a 1-foot reach advantage. There was no conceivable way that Durant could repeat his incredible performances against Davy Moore and Marvelous Marvin Hagler. He needed a Jesus Christ miracle in order to just be competitive. That hot night in the Vegas desert, would be There would be no divine intervention. Going into the fight, Hearns was the WBC 154-pound world champion and Duran was the WBA champion. Unfortunately, the fight was not a unification title fight as the WBA stripped Duran the minute he entered the ring for his refusal to fight their number one contender, Mike McCollum. This fight would lead to a breakup between McCollum and McCollum's trainer, Emmanuel Stewart, who was also Thomas Hearns' trainer. Despite the WBA stripping Durant of the title, everyone in boxing agreed that this would be the crowning of the real world junior middleweight champion. When the night was over, there wasn't a doubt in anyone's mind who the true 154-pound champion was. That night, my father took me to Madison Square Garden to watch the fight on closed circuit. Almost exactly a year to the day that Duran had knocked out Moore in resurrecting his career. A fight that my father also took me to see. The MSG crowd was overwhelmingly rooting for Duran and my father, being completely intoxicated by the ring walks, was taunting all the Duran fans around us. I tried to calm him down, but Pop wouldn't shut up. He even coaxed three Duran fans into betting of $50 each that Duran would win. They had a better chance of winning the lottery. Round one saw exactly what Pop and I expected to happen. Hearns came out fighting Duran the same way he fought Pepino Cuevas four years earlier, pumping his left jab and walking Duran down. He dropped Duran twice in the opening round, and when the round ended, Duran walked towards the wrong corner. Pop and I were laughing outrageously at everyone around us. By this point, I was so excited by what my idol Hearns was doing that I no longer cared what the Duran fans thought. After round one, they had become very silent. The second round was more of the same with Hearns battering a helpless Duran. Less than a minute into the round, Hearns landed a spectacular right cross that resulted in the Panamanian legend falling face first to the canvas. Referee Carlos Padilla immediately waved off the off the fight, and Duran's handlers had to pick Duran's lifeless body off the canvas. The three men who bet my father threw the money at him and ran off. On our subway ride home, Pop and I were laughing our asses off about the fools he sucked into betting him. At the time, Duran, just the day before his 33rd birthday, seemed all but finished. Of course he wasn't, and in future episodes, I will go into depth about that incredible comeback. Hearns would not only go on to have the greatest reign of any 154-pound champion... He would fight marvelous Marvin Hagler 10 months later in one of the most iconic fights in boxing history. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, now we go on to the watch-along of the legendary fight Thomas Hearns versus Roberto Duran, June 15th, 1984. Okay, now we do the watch-along, the replay-by-play of Thomas Hearns versus Roberto Duran. The listeners go to your smart devices, your smart TVs, go to YouTube, the YouTube app. Type in Thomas Hearns versus Roberto Duran vintage boxing. Click on the vintage boxing app. I mean channel on your YouTube app. And then you're going to mute your devices. Let me mute mine because mine is right now. Okay. Go to the 13 minute and 35 second mark of the Thomas Harris the Roberto Duran fight on the YouTube channel Vintage Boxing. 13 minutes and 35 seconds. Pause it. And then I'm going to do the countdown. And then we're going to do the play by play. I'm going to do the play by play on this watch along of my second greatest knockout in boxing history Thomas Hearns versus Roberto Duran. Five, four, three, two, one, hit play. Here we go. All right. You see referee Carlos Padilla giving both men their instructions. You see Hearns, as I mentioned in my. Uh, historical overview of the fight with a massive height differential over roberto duran thomas hearns 25 years old duran 32 this is the day before duran's 33rd birthday and he will get the worst birthday present of his career as we get ready for round one round begins all right thomas hearns 38 wins one loss 32 knockouts won the title approximately 18 months earlier when he outboxed the legendary defensive wizard Wilfred Benitez to win a comfortable 15-round decision. The same guy that earlier that year, Duran had lost, convincingly, a 15-round decision as Duran tries to go to the body and Hearns shoots out his jab. Benitez fought both Hearns and Duran in 82. He Boxed masterfully against Duran, winning a 15-round decision. And then Hearns boxed masterfully against Benitez, in winning a 15-round decision. So far, nothing of note yet has occurred here in round one. They might have stepped on each other's feet there. I'm not sure, but right now, nothing yet has happened. Hearns, everything comes off that incredible left jab of his. Duran is a master boxer puncher, but he's best at crowding boxers like Hearns but right now Duran looks like he's trying to outbox Hearns as you see the Viceroy insignia on Duran's trunks which my father and I laughed because at that point in time my parents were heavy Viceroy smokers um so far nothing nothing's happened yet both men trying to land their jab but nothing as you see Hearns With that killer look in his eye. Ooh, just missed that left hook. And he missed the jab. So far nothing. Ooh, nice right cross there by Hearns. Hearns with another right. He's got Her Durant up against the ropes. Combination by by Hearns. He just missed, but Ooh, nice right to the body by Tommy. Right cross by Ooh, beautiful left uppercut by Hearns. Stiff jab by Hearns. Durant had landed a nice right cross right before Hearns landed those two left hands. Everything always comes off Hearns' jab. Hearns sticking the jab but not landing it yet. There goes a nice stiff jab by Hearns. And he cuffs Duran and lands a right a cover. Referee Padilla he says, no, nope, none of that cuffing. And both men, both men touch gloves. They touch gloves again. Hearns looking to stick that jab and he's walking. Oh, nice right cross. Left hook to the body by Hearns. Missed with the jab there. Jab to the stomach by Hearns. Oh, nice way!
0: cross and down goes the red.
1: And Durant's in trouble. Here's the first knockdown. Hearns faints. There you go. You see him jab to the body. There's going to be a first. And
0: right there, Fake with a left jab. Then let the right cross over the top. Beautifully done by
1: Thomas. I don't think Durant ever recovered from that initial right cross. They're going to show the second knockdown coming up. There you go. Just like my father always told me, the great fighters when they hurt you, they go to the body hurts to accommodate to the body. That should have been a knockdown right there. That should have been a knockdown because the ropes held Durant up, but he was knocked down a few seconds later round 2. Like I mentioned in my historical overview, my father, who's a huge Durant fan, myself, I was 16 years old at the time. We knew Durant had absolutely no shot against Tommy, and so far Tommy's proven that. He's walking down Durant. going to, oh, oh! They both exchanged there. They both. Tommy's got to be careful. He has a habit
0: of, oh, beautiful right cross. Another right cross. Left to the body. Another right. Hurd's going for the kill. Hurd's has a as a bad habit of jumping and walking into something. But right now, Durant is in deep trouble. Oh, another right cross. Another right. To cut the fourth, six, six, seven, eight. Another right cross. A left hook by Herds. Another right. Durant swinging wildly, but he's in deep trouble. Oh, there it goes. That right hand put him asleep. Don't no need to count. It's over. It's over. It is over. Padilla called the fight right away. A spectacular right cross that dropped Durant. Durant was out of the seat before he hit the floor. Thomas Hearns What a spectacular second-round knockout against one of the greatest chins in boxing history. Unbelievable!
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you can pause your devices there. Uh, this right here was the most incredible knockout of Thomas Hearns' career because up until this point, Duran had never been knocked out. Yes, he lost by TKO to Sugar Ray Leonard in the Nomaz fight. That's because he walked away. Leonard never hurt Duran once in their first two fights. Hearns dropped Duran three times, and that right cross had Duran concussed and out on his feet before he went down. And the referee, Carlos Padilla, didn't need to count. Stop, he immediately stopped the fight as Duran went down face first. Ladies and gentlemen I'm going to take a brief break and then we're going to come back and then we're going to do another uh, historical overview and then watch along of another Detroit great. This fight, this, this podcast today is on the two greatest knockouts in boxing history by the two greatest fighters ever to come out of Detroit, Michigan. I'll be back with the May 1st, 1957 historical overview of my greatest knockout in boxing history the rematch between Sugar Ray Robinson and Gene Fulmer. All right. After Duran lost to Thomas Hearns, he would take off for 19 months. It was an unofficial retirement. And then he would come back in January of 86. And he would have two wins over nondescript opposition. Both fights occurred in his native land of Panama City, Panama. Then on June 23rd, 1986, he would lose a 10-round decision to Robbie Sims, marvelous Marvin Hagler's brother. So uh, Duran has the distinct, the, the, <laughs> uh, the distinction of losing to both Marvelous Marvin Hagler and his brother, Robbie Sims. Right then and there, I thought his career was over. My father thought his career was over. But like a phoenix, he rose from the ashes and he would win five consecutive fights, once again against nondescript opponents, before getting a shot on February 24th, 1989, against the then wbc middleweight champion iran barkley and in one of the greatest fights in the history of the middleweight division duran beat barkley via split decision and he became a four division champion remember he was undisputed lightweight champion of the world he was the wbc welterweight champion of the world when he defeated Way leonard then lost it in no omas fight he beat Davey Moore to win the WBA Junior Middleweight Championship of the World, and then he beat Iran Barkley to become the WBC Middleweight Championship of the World in February of 1989. Now, as far as Thomas Hearns goes, let's talk about what he did after destroying Duran, leading up unto to the uh, Part 6 here of the of ne- next week of the Life and Times of Thomas Hitman Hearns here on Hitman Chronicles his fight against Dennis Andres for Dennis Andres' WBC uh, light heavyweight championship. After he beat Durant, he destroyed Fred Hutchins in another defense of his WBC super welterweight title. Then we had the war. Um... The greatest first round in boxing history, April 15th, 1985. A fight that I'm not covering here on the Life and Times of Thomas Hearns because I covered it on the Marvin Hagler Life and Times um, episode. I believe it's episode number eight. So if you want to hear my breakdown of marvelous Marvin Hagler versus Thomas Hearns before you hear the fight between Hearns and Andres and you haven't listened to it already, Go back a few weeks, here actually a month or two, here on the Hitman Chronicles on the archives. Do the search. Hagler versus Hearns. I broke down the entire fight. What happened that night in the article, I wrote about that fight. So after losing to Hagler in an amazing war, he, he got knocked out in the third round by Hagler, Hearns was looking for a rematch against Hagler, and we weren't sure... If Sugar Ray Leonard was ever going to come back. So the night that Hagler defeated John the Beast Mugabe, the the main co-feature was for James Shuler's North American Boxing Federation Middleweight Championship. James Shula, undefeated former great amateur, uh, top American middleweight not named Hagler or Hearns, the number one contender to the WBC title fought Thomas Hearns for not only Shula's WBC North American Box, not, not WBC, the North American Boxing Federation. Well, actually, the NABF is associated with the WBC, but it was for the North American Boxing Federation title. He defended it against Thomas Hearns, and Thomas Hearns destroyed Schuler in the first round with a brutal knockout. Um, One of the greatest knockouts of Thomas Hearns' career, first-round knockout. And then, let me make sure I get this right, because I want to pay homage to James Shuler, because that would be the last fight of his career. James Shuler lost to Hearns on March 10th, 1986, and shockingly, a week later, in his native home of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, James Shuler died in a motorcycle accident. Tragic loss, because even though he had lost to Hearns, there's no disrespect in losing to one of the greatest fighters of all time. He was six weeks shy of his 27th birthday, James Shuler. And so he died way too young and at the funeral, Thomas Hearns brought back the North American Boxing Federation title that he won from Shula, and he and he placed it inside Shula's casket as the casket was laid six feet under. Um, a, a fitting tribute to a fallen warrior, Thomas Hearns paid tribute by giving back Shula the biggest prize he ever won as a professional boxer. James Shuler was a great amateur, and my father loved him as an amateur. I thought he was a great, he was going to be a great fighter. Hearns just proved his greatness. James Shuler was a very good fighter, and Hearns destroyed him. I would have done an entire episode on that fight, but it was only one round. I mean, Hearns went in there and destroyed him, but I'm glad I could tell you guys about it. And you can go look at it on YouTube. The entire uh, one round is on YouTube. One of this right up there ranks with his destruction of Roberto Duran that I just talked about here on the Life and Times of Thomas Hearns and his destruction of Pepino Cuevas. Three of the greatest knockouts in boxing history Thomas Hearns accomplished versus Pepino Cuevas versus Roberto Duran and versus James Shula. After destroying Shula, it looked like maybe we were going to have a Hagler Hearns. Part two, but no, that same night, Sugar Ray Leonard challenged Marvin Hagler for the middleweight championship of the world, and they would fight 13 months later. Hearns, I mean, Hagler and Leonard, and um, we all know what happened there. Sugar Ray Leonard put, up one, put, uh, put on one of the greatest comebacks in boxing history. He hadn't fought in three years, and he beat marvelous Marvin Hagler via split decision to win the WBC Middleweight Championship. And then, well, we will talk about the rematch with Leonard and Hearns in a few episodes. Uh, As far as Hearns goes, after he beat James Shuler, he went back down to 154 pounds since he wasn't going to fight Hagler, and he knocked out Mark Medal the same night that Robbie Sims beat Roberto Duran June 23rd, 1986. Then he beat Doug DeWitt in defending his North American Boxing Federation title. Even though he gave the belt back to Shula inside Shula's casket, he was still the official NABF champion. And of course, the WBC gave him a replacement title belt. And then, after defeating Doug DeWitt, he couldn't get a shot at Hagler and... Leonard, the minute he beat... Well, actually, let me, backtrack, uh, uh, let me backtrack. I'm getting ahead of myself. Since he couldn't get the fight with Marvelous Marvin Hagler for Hagler's middleweight champion of the world, Hearns decided to move up to light heavyweight and face the WBC light heavyweight champion, Dennis Andres. This fight would be held at the historic... Cobble Hall in Detroit, Michigan, the site of many of Hearns's early fights, and we covered a couple here on the Hitman Chronicles. March 7th, 1987, and it happened on a Saturday afternoon. I watched it on Wide World of Sports. Alex Walu doing the announcing. That will be the next fight we cover next week on the Life and Times of Thomas Hitman Hearns. His attempt to win the WBC Light Heavyweight Championship from Dennis Andres. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in a couple of days. We'll be back right away. Friday morning, we'll be back with the recap of the Tiafimo Lopez versus Jermaine Ortiz fight, as well as Conor Ben and Joshua Boazzi's wins just a few days ago uh, out, out in Europe. We will talk about those three fights. We've got a massive Q&A session, and I will be doing a historical tribute to the recently departed Carl Weathers. I will be talking about his career. I will be talking about, of course, his role as Club Lang, but more than that, his early days in New Orleans, his uh, brilliant, being a brilliant student, both at St. Augustine, known as St. Aug in New Orleans High School, and getting an acting degree, a degree in acting, a degree in theater while playing college football. And then he was a pro football player for a couple of years before, becoming a full-time actor. And then in 1976, he got the break of a lifetime playing... um, I said Club of Lang made early signs of dementia Adon- uh, Adonis Creed. <laughs> Apollo Creed. he got the role to play Apollo Creed and from there on, the rest is history and I will break down that history in a few days. So ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode here on the life and times of Thomas Hitman Hearns. This was part five. We'll be back with the fight recap show and a tribute to Carl Weathers in a few days. And then next week, part six of the life and times of Thomas Hitman Hearns. We will take a look at his March 7th, 1987 fight as he attempts to capture a fourth world championship. Am I right? Well, to wait. Yes, he will attempt. No, he, not, he will attempt to capture a third world title because he never won the middleweight title up until this point. Not yet. We will see what the future looks like after he fights Dennis Andres. Going into his fight with Dennis Andres, he had been WBA welterweight champion and WBC light middleweight or super welterweight champion. He lost to Hagler in his attempt to be a three-division champion, so now he moves up to light heavyweight since he can't get a fight with Hagler because Hagler is fighting Leonard. He moves up to light heavyweight to try and get his third title, Against Dennis Andres. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens in that fight. Ladies and gentlemen, until we talk tier female Lopez versus Jermaine Ortiz and my tribute to Carl Weathers, I want everybody out there to be blessed and be a blessing.